Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. During COVID, when you have all this time by yourself or, you know, this extra time slowing down, not having to work so much and you're, you're kind of with your thoughts and now it's like, oh my God, that happened. It's real. What you're about to hear are two unscripted sessions with a grief therapist and a psychic medium. Neither Claire nor Fleur had any contact with the participants before their sessions. They were screened by me, Elizabeth, one of the producers of the podcast, in order to preserve the integrity of a psychic reading. Absolutely no information was given to Fleur before their psychic session. This is Moving Beyond the Podcast. My name is Fleur. I've been working as a psychic medium for over 10 years. I have sat in front of 15,000 people to give them readings. I connect people here in the physical world to something they can't see, to their loved ones on the other side. And that, to some people, is a really spooky, crazy experience, but to me, it's my everyday life. And I find that many people come to see me for a variety of reasons, either curiosity, wanting to see if it's real, or the deeper layers of grief, closure, healing, a way forward. A question that plagues people over and over again after a loss is, is my loved one really gone? I think mediumship can be an incredibly powerful tool towards healing, but it certainly is not the only one. I often send my clients to grief therapists afterwards, but I was thrilled a few years ago when I started hearing from my clients that doctors and psychiatrists and therapists were referring me. That was crazy to me. I always thought psychic mediumship was super taboo and super weird, and how could a doctor possibly recommend something so out there? But I was thrilled that people started to see that it's a real healing modality. One of these people was Claire Bidwell-Smith, a grief therapist, and she is also the author of three books on grief. I lost both of my parents by the time I was 25 years old, and it was a really deep and humbling experience, and it's what propelled me into this field. Whenever I tell people what I do, they usually take a step back and shake their heads. I think they imagine that it's really depressing and heavy, but it's not like that at all. Yes, it can be sad, it really can, but mostly it's beautiful and uplifting And I find myself reminded every day about what makes humanity so special. 
We work in very different ways. She is a grief therapist, I'm a medium, but we see people at the same point of life. We find them in moments where they are at deep loss, grieving, not able to move forward, have questions that they can't seem to move past. Where are they now? Can they see us? Can we still communicate with them? The first time a client told me that they'd been to see a psychic medium, I was a little baffled about how to respond. I'd never seen one myself, and I felt really skeptical about the idea. I saw over a dozen psychic mediums in that time period, and no matter how good the medium was, I still found myself wondering if it was real. After a while, though, I stopped caring if it was real, and I finally decided that what was more important was how it made people feel. A good session with a psychic medium can turn things around for someone who is lost in their grief. I've seen it time and time again. I could have a client who was completely stuck, like doing all the right things, allowing themselves to grieve, working through their emotions, reviewing their relationship with the person they lost, going to grief groups, making amends, you name it. But still, they'd be stuck about something that happened with the death or some unresolved aspect of their relationship. And after a good mediumship reading, they would come away with a completely new understanding. They'd come away with a feeling of connection to their loved one and often a bit of closure. We wanted to share that experience with you, give you the opportunity to be a fly on the wall in the grief therapy session where someone is able to express and explore how their grief has shaped their current life. And then we transport you to a mediumship reading, a moment where you get to listen in on what a reading is and does and some of the answers that people can receive and do receive. We hope that some of the information that arises can help you too. No matter where you are in your stage of grief or loss or curiosity about the things we can't always see. So I'm about to meet with Danielle, and I'm really curious to hear her story. It is never easy to lose a spouse or a partner. My name's Danielle, and I am from Santa Monica, California. And I really would love to get out of this, like, reading with Flora and, and Claire is to, you know, understand a little bit more about grief and um, my, you know, awareness and how to, how to live through it on the day-to-day on the regular with a toddler, I guess, <laughs> in this crazy world and all by my lonesome. Danielle, nice to meet you. All right, so I would love to just have you start by telling me your story. So my story, I guess. Um, uh, so I, my husband, I call him my husband. But um, he was my fiance because everybody's like, "Is that I have a daughter with him?" So anyway, so my husband passed away a little over three years ago. He was uh, taking a nap and he had a seizure and died. My daughter and I were in the next room. Wow, what has life been like? How has this unfolded for you since then? Um, so I mean, in the beginning, it was I had this. I felt so connected to him, not just by saying so, but I just know it. He visited me afterwards too. And so I 
just I like held on to that for so long. It was magical. Like I don't know, I just felt this connection to him. And then he he came and gave me this gigantic hug, and I just started laughing and crying at the same time. And it was just like. Wow. Uh, it's like exactly what I needed, you know, to know that everything's going to be okay. Um, and I just kind of carried that with me because I had to, I had to man up and, and be there for my daughter. That's pretty much where it's been for the last couple of years. And, um, and then, and especially now during COVID, when you have all this time by yourself or, you know, this extra time slowing down, not having to work so much and you're, you're kind of with your thoughts and now it's like, oh my God, it's, that happened. It's real. Yeah. yeah, it's been, I think COVID has been a really interesting experience for so many of us because it's kind of like it, it stopped us all in our tracks and it mm-hmm. took away all of the things that keep us busy and distracted, right? Yeah. It's ripped it all away. And we, and we've all been forced to kind of take a hard look at where we are, who we are, what we are, you know, and, and when all of those distractions are taken out of the way, it's, it's very easy to kind of see a lot of that and underneath the surface. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of stuff like grief. Um, yeah. And I'm sure it just uh, made you miss him more too. Oh tell me gosh. tell me about your life together. I mean, we've been together for five years. And so we were still fresh and we got engaged a year after we were we we started dating. And so we kind of just fell in love with each other mm-hmm. pretty quickly. Where did you um, um he I, we worked it together at a restaurant you know, restaurant love. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I do know restaurant love, actually. <laughs> but this one stuck. What was the life that you imagined having with your husband? I don't know. We were just kind of getting started, you know, so it was kind of fell short on that. He was a really great dad, mm-hmm. really hands-on, like, I mean, beyond the best. I mean, he would make, he'd chop up vegetables. He would do, I mean, he did everything. He was like so great. And I knew he was, he just loved it. He told me he would gladly stay home <laughs> and be a stay-at-home dad if he could. So um, I don't know. I think we were we were just really great together. We ha- we were we were a partner. We were like a team. Yeah. So that I think is what I really miss, my buddy. I miss my friend. I'm sure. What do you think the grief that's coming up now for you is like in comparison to the grief that you've already been through? How is it different? It's really hard. I, this it's not this parenting thing is no joke. <laughs> so <laughs> parenting is no joke, and uh, single parenting is also yeah. its own entity. So you're doing a lot with that, and then you don't have this person to turn to to say, you know, is this right? Are we doing this right? You know, yeah. or, I need a high five every once in a while, yeah. <laughs> or something, or just like to. I need his calmness. To he knew how to speak and and be succinct and like tell you know rationalize and, and 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 have her understand or have anybody understand what he's talking about so me I'm just like ah! you know this emotional person and so um yeah and that's kind of hard oh, it's just gonna get better and better yeah, um, yeah. but you know you also have to prepare for the fact and the idea that the grief that she's going to have for her dad and the grief that you'll have for your your husband is going to continue to come back and resurface for yeah. many years ahead. So yeah. every milestone she reaches, you're going to wish he was there. She's going to yes. she's going to developmentally be able to comprehend the loss um, in increments as she ages, right? So yeah. 
she'll have moments where at age eight, she'll suddenly have a, a new understanding of what it means that her dad isn't here. And then again, you know, at 10, at 16, at 20, it will continue to happen for her. And when those, when those moments happen, each time that she gets older, she'll also be able to kind of grieve in a deeper emotional way. Mm-hmm. Um, and you'll be there with her through those, which will reactivate your own grief. And, um, and I think you'll grieve for her not having a dad as yeah. well as you not having your partner. I um, think that's a lot. I mean, that's definitely a, has a lot to do with my sadness is I just want her to have of course. an opportunity. And even if I find another partner, if I, well, when I find another partner, but I, I it's not going to be the same. It is. It's a big, it's a big task you have ahead of you. And I'm sure that it feels kind of daunting and overwhelming to think about yeah. at times. And I would caution you not to spin too far out into the what ifs of it all. Yeah. It won't be like the way you imagine. It will be different. It will be more beautiful more painful. It will be so many different things that are kind of hard to anticipate until they're right there happening for you, you know? Yeah. But I think it sounds like you're so conscious and so present to her, to yourself, to the loss, to to your husband. Um, and those that way of being will see you through those moments. Yeah. Um, even when it's hard. Yeah. Yeah, I think um it's kinda hard to I mean I, I don't I don't know. I um I I haven't been connecting with him as much as I would because I've been so busy and there's like no time or there's no I don't know I don't have any time for myself to right. do that she takes a lot of it because I'm like tired or whatever it's always something you know mm-hmm. it's like and I um you know and she's just here to have fun and she's a kid and she's like she's meant to have fun and not have this heaviness around her you know right so that's, I mean, that's why this task is so huge for you to balance yeah. all of that to you know to to help her find her way, but also not get in her way. And, um, but for you, I mean, you know that it all boils down to taking care of yourself. It's the only way you can take care of her. It's, it's the, it's the cliche, you know, put, put your mask on before, you know, you put it on the kid on the airplane um, yeah. because you can't take care of her if you're not taking care of yourself and taking yeah. care of yourself means concentrating on yourself and not always connecting with him. You know, he yeah. doesn't have to be a constant part of your every single day. Um, this is also your life and, and the whole future is yours. And so, um, there will be times when you will probably feel really connected to him or want to lean into that connection. And there will be times in your life too, when you just want to be yourself and not have a dead husband, you know? Right. So I think not having to pick one and just letting yourself move through them in, in the way that feels natural and intuitive, I think will be helpful. I think, I mean, that's really helpful. I, it's funny that you said that because it is very true. And I, I try not to say like, I'm a single mom or do any of that kind of stuff. Cause it's like, it's a fact that's mm-hmm. true, but it's not who I am, I guess. I'm, I'm just me. Yeah. What, um, are you hoping to hear anything in particular from Flora when you have your session with her? So I've been, I have been using a medium. So I'm really excited to see what she has to say. Cause it, I've seen, this one late woman that I talked to and I've seen um, some of the stuff that comes up. So I'm, I'm excited to see what comes up. Is there anything you haven't heard that you're hoping to uh, hear? Or? I mean, it would be really great to hear that I'm doing a good job. 
but I just want somebody to tell me what to do, where to go, and how it's going to turn out. <laughs> what do you want your future to be like? Is it silly to say just to be happy? And I, I would love to find somebody, but I don't really want to go looking for them. I want them just to like knock on my door. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like the perfect guy. I've been trying to dabble in the dating thing. And, and I think, um, I think, um, yeah, I want to find somebody that's going to be a partner and that's going to, it's going to be easy. We had a very easy relationship and, and I love that about him. So that was really important to me. And, and I want it. I love that. This may sound weird, but have you ever thought about asking Chris to find you a partner? It's always been like a kind of a, like a guilt. I don't know why I feel like a, not a guilt, but like a betrayal of some sort. Mm -hmm. Finding somebody else. That's totally normal to feel. And I, mm -hmm. and, it, and it will be something that you'll have to grapple with. And I think I'm doing a lot of comparison mm -hmm. shopping. I bet if you were able to get really spiritual about it and just open up to it and, and ask for help opening yeah. up, to it, ask for help finding the right person that like they would that. show up, you know? Yeah. Start doing that. There's a great book I like called Calling in the One. And it's, um, you know, I think there can be lots of what, but it's, I love the principles of it in terms of opening yourself up energetically to a romantic partner and taking a look at like, how are you closed off energetically? And yeah. for you, this is always going to be the struggle, right? Where there's going to be this piece of you with your husband. Um, yeah. So there's always going to be a piece of you that's kind of closed off, but how to, wiggle that and, and and unlock pieces of that so that you can open up to someone else. Yeah, I didn't think that that was happening until recently. And I was like, why, why am I okay with like, just not caring about having somebody with me? It's so important to have some, not, not, it's not that important, but it's so important to be, have a connection with other people. And it would be nice to have like an adult conversation yeah. <laughs> every once in a while. So everything gets really lonely. Oh my God. <laughs> You're all by yourself in it. Oh I have been a single mom and it, it is lonely sometimes. You're sitting there yeah. eating, you know, SpaghettiOs and, and conversing with a three-year-old. Oh my God. I'm, I'm in my pantry hiding all my candy. And um, I've never been angry because I know that he never would have left had he known that he was going to create this family, you know, and it wasn't his fault. So I've never been angry except for <laughs> this is like this COVID, the COVID, the evil COVID has really like taking me, taking me all around with the emotions. So I, I'm like doing the dishes the other day and I was like, next time I'm dying first. <laughs> so I was like, just so down on myself. And then I like finally just like gave myself a break. I gave her a break. I just, it was like enough. Like, why am I yelling all the time? What is, what's, it's only hurting me, obviously. She's having fun watching TV right now. <laughs> and I'm like this depressed person. And so I, it really, it really. Like a wake up call for you. Yeah, for sure. And I think you're going to have a lot of those, you know, there's, it's, that won't be the last time. Um, and I think that each one, you'll kind of understand yourself better, understand her more. You'll. Yeah have to forgive yourself for not being perfect, just like every parent in the rest of the world yeah. has to do all the time. And, but it's going to be extra hard because you don't have that partner to turn to, to help you navigate it, to validate and back up what you're doing. Yeah. And to always wonder, you know, if, if it would be different if he were here or how he would be doing with things. Um, and 
just finding that careful balance of not letting yourself get consumed by those what ifs and yeah taking care of yourself and still living your life and and finding that future where you are happy do you have any questions for me is there anything that you are trying to puzzle out still or curious about um yeah i you know i just it's it's really actually i haven't spoken to somebody in a long time and it's like i just forgot that therapy is really important (laughs) it's really necessary to talk to somebody you know i've got friends and stuff and but it's not the same it's nice to nobody wants to hear everybody's sad story everybody has their own sad story you know so yeah, we all need help with, with everything, but especially yeah. grief, you know, and it's it's not always easy to talk to friends or other people about it because unless they really understand grief, it's really just going to be such a part of your path is balancing this, you know, and it's not always going to feel sad, um, but it yeah. is always going to be part of things, you know, and right. so just finding ways to move through that and, and think about, again, you know, how to still be you outside of that story. Mm-hmm. I think it's really important. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I've really enjoyed talking with you, Danielle. Me too. Thank you so much. That was amazing. So my biggest takeaway with Danielle is just this idea of how to balance her grief and her honoring of her husband and also how to hold that space for her child yet figure out how to live a life you know without him she's young she has so much ahead of her she wants to eventually find someone to share her life with and I think you know in these cases it's really tricky but I think it's possible if you do it in a really conscious way and understand that when you choose to be with someone after losing a partner, it doesn't mean that you don't love your former partner and that you don't wish they were back and always miss them. It's, it's really one of those cases of two things can be true at once. I've just finished preparing for my session with Danielle. The reason that I meditate to prepare for a mediumship session is to alter my awareness from the daily, real, human life that I live to the very subtle vibration of the spirit world. I feel ready and confident that I can make that connection for Danielle today. Hi, Danielle. Good morning. Hi. Good morning. Hi. And um, have you ever had a reading before? I have. Yeah. Okay. Lovely. Is there anything that you don't want to know anything that, you know, either future based or um, just anything? I want to know it all. (laughs) Future. I want to know what to do. I want to know. (laughs) If it's okay with you, what I've been doing, especially it just the world is so crazy at the moment. I'm just taking a few minutes or one just to kind of flow them through a brief little meditation just so that we're kind of settled and grounded and because life's just yeah Yeah. the the world is insane (laughs) so um if you could just take a moment and close your eyes for me and just start to pay attention to your breath so allow it to enter the body when it feels right hold it at the top and then when you're ready just naturally breathe out 
I'm going to invite you to breathe at your own pace, but allow your breaths to increase in length just so that you slow the body down and allow yourself to fully ground into the space, feeling your body on the chair, feeling the weight of your body as it's held up by the world. And continue just to breathe in and out. And on your next breath in, I'm going to invite you to call yourself back home. Calling all of your spirit life force energy right back here, right now. Calling it back from the past. Calling it back from the future. And calling it back from any part of the world that holds your attention. All of you returning home. All right, got a lot of men stepping in here. So, I'm already crying. <laughs> first, yeah, well, first of all, we've got your father's father who steps in here on the left. Um, and he's passed, you see? Yeah. And then we've got what feels like a partner of yours, like a romantic partner who's also in spirit. Do you see that as yes. well? Yes. Okay. And then I also have a father figure who comes in, but it feels like connected to the partner, not to you. Do you, do you understand that? Yeah. So his dad, do you understand that? Yep. Okay. Yeah. And the first thing that they want to acknowledge is first of all, we're together, but also that you're, that his father who would have, I think ultimately been your father-in-law or like, you know, that's the acknowledgement there also really likes you. So even though you never knew this man, he just almost wants to acknowledge that you would have approved. Okay. I know that as your partner steps in here and he's wanting to just acknowledge for you that there is very much the possibility of another person coming in. And I know that you're not quite ready for that, I think, but he just wants to acknowledge it. Like this is, this is not your fate Yeah, to be on your own. You understand that? Yeah. And I would say, actually, he does show you dating. So there is the sense of you already maybe starting that process. Do you see that? Yeah, I do. Because <laughs> it's like you're already out in the world, you know, and he's cheering you on. So yeah. I think you're already at a part in your grief where you are looking for that next partner. You are looking for that, that next connection. He encourages it. So I just... He wants to say that right from the bat as well. Okay. Yeah. Um, now, I know that he talks about watching over children. We have a daughter together. Okay. Got it. Yeah. Because he shows me the child in the world and it does feel like connected to the both of you. And then there's the acknowledgement of three children. So then there'd be three pregnancies in total. You see that? Yeah. Okay. Because that feels important. The three the three connections to him. We had two miscarriages together. Now I do feel like he gets to see your daughter grow up in the world, but I think the vast majority of her life, it feels like he's in spirit. Do you see that? Yeah. And he just really wants to acknowledge kind of watching you be this amazing mother. That feels really, really important. It's really important, I think, for him also to just acknowledge the sense of not missing a moment around her with her. He's, he's really, um, really on top of 
of every moment <laughs> there. Now, I I would say at the time that he goes, you guys are a very happy family. They see yeah. very connected, really cohesive. It feels like all is all is great. For sure. Do you know? Yeah. yeah. There's not any sense of fighting or any sense of drama. Like it all feels really, really lovely. He just really has very fond memories of that. I know that you have really fond memories of that. It looks to me like his passing is really kind of out of the blue, really unexpected. For me, it just feels like you, it, it really comes very suddenly. Yes. Do you see yeah. that? Like no, no time to prepare for this in any no. way. It's at a time where the both of you are really in the best time of your life. Do, do you yeah. see? Like everything's really working out is my feeling. Yeah. So he's he's wanting to acknowledge kind of the sweetness of that time in his life. And I think for he himself, um, really feeling like he wasn't and hadn't uh, thought that he was ever going to get that in life. So there's a big thank you yeah. in that regard as well. Do you see at one point he himself really does a 180 or like he really turns himself around? Do you see that before meeting you? Um, yeah, I do. There's just this real sense of I get my act together in life and then I get to meet her and it really does feel like he's proud of himself for having done that kind of work in order to attract a partner like yeah, you. That's nice. So he really is um, very proud because by the time he meets you, you know, he's got his act together. Yeah. You see that? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, he feels like that. It's like, this is a good, solid man. Do you know? Good, solid man. I don't see any kind of crazy behavior there or anything like that. He was the best. It feels to me that like you, the two of you are together for a while and have a child, but don't get married. Correct. And then there's this feeling of we're going to get married. Do you see that? Yeah. I mean, yeah. He just wants you to know that he would have absolutely 100% would have wanted that with you. And it feels like, that was definitely in the plan. And you would have known that. Like, I feel like he gets to propose. He gets to do all that stuff. Yeah. And uh, that feels really special for him. And I keep seeing you reading these notes that were written to you by him. Do you understand yes. that? <laughs> it feels like you've got tons of notes. Yeah. Um, and he's quite a romantic. So they're not just like short little things. They're They're quite poetic and... <laughs> Very lovey-dovey. For sure. <laughs> oh, my God. He's, he's very flowery with oh his words, God. I think. Um, <laughs> and uh, he loves that you have them. And he loves that he wrote them yeah. in life. Oh, my God. You know, because they're they're not just for special occasions. They're kind of like everyday notes. Yeah. And uh, I know that he feels that way. And when you read them, he's he's right there with you. Um. It looks like you you look like you've been wanting to find a way to preserve them better because some of them feel like they're a little worn. Do you understand that? Yeah. He just loves that you read them most of all. Cause it because it's a very regular thing for you to pick one up and read yeah. it. You see? Yeah. I feel like he is a very, you know, emotionally sensitive man in life in that way. And he's definitely a man who can express his emotions through through words and kind of have that dialogue with you. you see? Yeah. He's not closed off in any no, way. Not at all. 
and really like wears his heart on his sleeve for sure you know definitely yeah and i think he's he's so happy he was able to exist in that capacity in in life do you see that if i'm at the foot of your bed you would be on the left hand side yes <laughs> and he would be on the right and um i think he still often likes to energetically kind of come rest beside you as you sleep and wants to acknowledge that you haven't made that up because it feels like you've felt him there or you've sensed him there kind of very early in the morning. Has that happened yet? Yes. So you're not making that up. His spirit is able to connect with you. And especially in that early space of the morning when you're kind of barely awake, it allows your rational mind to take a backseat. Oh so it, it's easier for him to get your attention. Yeah. You see? Wow. <laughs> and I think he's been passed for some time now. But there's still the recognition of on his side of the bed, it looks like you have kept uh, items. Do, do you see this? <laughs> yes. So he recognizes that as well. And it actually looks like there's even an unread or unfinished book of his. Probably many. Um, <laughs> as well, you know, but you haven't moved those items. You see that? Yeah. And um, it's okay when you do, but he likes to recognize for you that he knows that they exist there you know yeah that feels that feels really nice it looks like you have kept uh a ring belonging to him do you see this yeah um like even though you weren't married yet do you see that you already had your marriage rings yes because i know that he recognizes that and that you've kept them that feels important as well and all of this is, I think, for him to just get to say, I'm around you all the time. Right. You know, he really is super, super connected to you. He didn't want you to doubt that for a second. I can feel that for sure. You know, I usually kind of roll my eyes at the whole orbs thing, but <laughs> he keeps talking about you having quite a number of photographs in which there are orbs. Oh my God. Seriously? You see that? Yes. Like, you've, like, asked friends about it. You've shown people. Like, he keeps showing me these photographs with orbs in them. Yeah. I usually roll my eyes about it, but he's saying that is Stop him. it. So, really? It. Yeah. <laughs> I'm always like, it's just the sun. Yeah. Uh, me too. But you've got tons and tons of them. You see that? Oh, my God. I can't. Yes. Get out of here. Yeah. Yeah. So, he's just wanting to, to <laughs> kind of take some credit for this. That's crazy. Do you, do you see that it, it's possible that there was like an undiagnosed heart condition undiagnosed at something. the time? I'm an sorry? undiagnosed something, I think. I'm not really sure. Okay. It just, it feels like his passing is quite sudden, but I'm wanting to acknowledge that I keep coming back to his heart having, having an issue that's undiagnosed prior. Mm -hmm. And it feels to me that it causes something else. So it, I don't, it's almost like a chain reaction where I'm seeing a heart condition that then causes him to lose consciousness and then, and then leads to the passing, but it's not the heart issue that, that causes the passing. Oh, okay. 
possible. Because at the time of his passing, I don't seem under the influence. You see that? He's totally sober. He's totally fine. Yeah. And it feels like a sudden passing. I He's acknowledging himself not to do, be doing anything wrong. It feels like there's this sense of being my the left side of my body feels like it it falls in some way yeah there's something um yeah that happened as long as you see some sort of collapse or some sort of sense of falling do you see that? yeah i'm yeah you're not there with him at the time yeah. do you see that but then he's acknowledging two people in the vicinity that would be me and my daughter he's very surprised by it and it feels very much like he couldn't have prevented it. Yeah, we did extensive testing and didn't find anything. We put him on the medication. I kept thinking it was the medication that was making him have the seizures because he didn't really need it. I don't I don't think so. I think it would have happened no matter what is, is how I see it. Because it, it just really looks like this is caused by the body, not by medication for me. Well, that makes me feel pretty good. <laughs> I've been trying to wrap my head around that one. Yeah, yeah. And it, and yeah, it, it just feels very, um, like this chain reaction in the body and, and just feels very, very complicated. And I think the issues underlying it are probably more complicated than what I can even see or have like an understanding of, you know, like if it's not in my vocabulary, then it right. is hard for me to understand it. But what I can see is that it's, it really is a, a malfunction in the body rather than something that happens because someone else did that. Yeah. Well, that makes me, it definitely puts me at ease. Yeah. I, I, I just, I know that he, he just wants to acknowledge that for you as well. The sense of you couldn't have known or changed it or prevented it. Okay. He talks about you getting a tattoo for him. Mm -hmm. You see? Yep. Yeah. He likes it. <laughs> he thinks it's <laughs> Good. <laughs> okay. So let's ask him some questions. Okay. So, um, well, a couple things. Um, about the kids, um, I'm, I want to know, and I've been told this before, I just want to see um, if he sees me with another uh, living child. Um, is that something that's going to happen? And then I guess it's a two-part question. <laughs> Who is it coming from? <laughs> Where am I finding this person? That's going yeah, to be a mommy again. So, Well, I do think you'll have a, another child. Um, I think it will take a little bit of time. Uh, is your daughter 13 yet? Not yet, no. right? Oh, no. Yeah. Is she like she's 13? <laughs> Yeah, she's like really six old. right now. Um, she's just turned five. Okay, yeah. She looked like she was about six. Uh, well, the answer is when she's about 13. Oh, my God. Okay. But it will happen. I'll be 100. All right, so um, also, and I spoke with Claire about this, and she's like, have you ever thought about him finding your man for you? So... Well, he's working on it. Yeah. It, it's the first thing that. that he, right. Well, it's the first thing he brought up in the session, you know, the sense yeah. of like you are dating, you are looking, you are ready and yeah. he's cheering you on. And uh, he really does want to help you with that search. 
All right. So just have him knock on my door and just be the perfect dude. <laughs> no effort uh-huh. whatsoever. No, but kind of. I think he's he's really open to it. I think he really, really wants to help. I would say you feel really ready. It's just a sense of timing at this point. Mm-hmm. So he's just, he is asking you to be patient just a little bit um, because it does feel like it's in motion, but it's, it's not, it's not right around the corner, but he is working on it. And it, and it, and again, it feels like almost his biggest message for you because it's the first thing he brought up for you. It's the sense of, you know, Hey, I know you're dating and I'm excited and I'm, I'm like out there with you, finding you the right person. Right. Good. That's nice. I do feel, I feel around me when that's, when I'm, and I, maybe it's not the guilt thing that I thought it was. Maybe it's the support that I'm looking for. So that's good. There's still a little bit of resistance coming from you, you know, and I, I think you can't convince yourself to be ready. It, it, like you're ready when you're ready. It's it's, it's just because I didn't, don't want to like, I just gave my all to him and like, now I have to like, I don't know. I don't have to introduce all my terrible traits to some other stranger. It's like, <laughs> they're going to know everything about me again. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> you saw everything, yeah, yeah. You know? so there's a bit of resistance <laughs> to it at the yeah. moment. I, yeah. I understand that. Yeah. Yeah. But he's on board. It's like when you're fully ready, he's going to be nice. right there cheering you on. Um, so don't feel like, He's certainly not the one that's going to be holding you back in this. Uh, Any last questions? I think that's good. I mean, that was amazing. And uh, there's some really great things that I, I had never heard of before. And um, it was, I don't know, it was really great. Something that I, I really needed. <laughs> I'm so happy. Thanks for yeah. letting me connect with him. Lovely. And I always like to acknowledge for people as well, you know, like... My connection with him is short in this moment, and you're the reason that he's here. So ultimately, it's your ability fully, without the help of medium at all, to yeah. connect with him yourself. Thank you so so much. I so appreciate it. You're amazing. You're so welcome. You're amazing as well. Keep up, keep up the search <laughs> for for the next one. It's coming. All right. Good. Thank you. just finished my session with Danielle and it was so lovely to be able to connect her to her husband in the spirit side. I love these kinds of sessions because both people have moved through the vast majority of pain and what's left behind is a certain sweetness, a simple recognition of I'm around you, I'm all right, everything's fine, you're free to move forward. It doesn't mean that those in spirit will no longer be there quite the contrary they're going to be there forever but there is a real sweetness in the ability to simply connect and not have to really go through all the hard unanswered questions but to simply get to focus on how they're still here right now how are you doing danielle Ooh, that was crazy that was a good one was it yeah she's she's amazing what was something that came through during the reading that was the most surprising for you? 
I'm just kind of a skeptic with the orbs and, and photos. And everybody always sends me a picture. They're like, oh my God, look at this. Where's Chris? He's like, in this orb. And I'm like, it's just the sun, you know, like, whatever. <laughs> and, and she said, um, she's felt the same way. And she's like, but he's telling me right now, he's like, he is those orbs in all those pictures. So <laughs> that, that was pretty good. Oh, wow. Um, what? That's incredible uh, validation. And now you can kind of go back and look at those pictures and think about like new memories that you guys had together, even though he's passed on. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I, I, I like it a, a once once a week. When we spoke, you had said that he is like very present in your life and he makes an effort to like connect with you. I've always kind of felt him present. And I like, <laughs> I have not touched anything from his side of the room. Oh, wow. And it's still there. And she's like, I have a feeling. She's like, she said something about like, there's still his, his stuff is still there. Like books have not been around. I'm like, yep. <laughs> Every, actually everything <laughs> is still there. So yeah. I'm, I've been trying to work towards moving that out. When you spoke with Claire as well, you discussed how what's going on in the world and like being um, on lockdown away from everybody with no help has really affected your grief and brought it up to the surface. Right. Um, was there anything that was spoken about in the reading or what was there an acknowledgement of that? Um, it was, he just was saying he she did mention that I was doing a good job and he said that it was um, and I, I kind of I strayed away from that because I was so now interested in how he, he was saying that um, he's going to help me find my new man. Mm, <laughs> so, oh, well, in saying that I'm I should I'm ready and he's like it acknowledges that it, it's okay for me to go ahead and find somebody you know yeah um, so that kind of like eased my being alone thing so he's giving you permission to find someone to help you it definitely took my focus off feeling so alone or whatever oh. it was you know what I mean yeah. so like the, how do you feel though right now I'm feeling pretty good. It goes. I have heard that he's always with me. I know that he's always with my daughter. I know that he'll never leave her side. Yeah. Well, I want to say thank you so much for letting us uh, be a part of your healing journey. And we really appreciate you being a part of the podcast. Thank you so much. It was really, really great. Really great experience. Of course, our pleasure. Thank you for listening to Moving Beyond. If you haven't yet left us a rating or a review, we would greatly appreciate it as it helps new listeners find the show. Moving Beyond is an independent podcast produced by Fleur Lissink and Elizabeth Mihalich, edited by Darwin Carlisle. Original music composed and produced by Lucas Tuttle. Our hosts are Claire Bidwell-Smith and Medium Fleur. You can learn more about Claire at her website, www.clairebidwellsmith.com C-L-A-I-R-E-B-I-D-W-E-L-L-S-M-I-T-H and more about Fleur at www.mediumfleur.com M-E-D-I-U-M-F-L-E-U-R If you're interested in being on a future episode of Moving Beyond, please send Elizabeth an email at podcasts at mediumfleur.com p-o-d-c-a-s-t-s at m-e-d-i-u-m-f-l-e-u-r.com
Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com.